Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Every time you see your ex, do you have a holy hot flash moment? You know, the kind where your eyes narrow, your fists clench, your jaw is locked, and your thoughts are locked in on all the things your ex did wrong. Am I getting you fired up? You feeling some heat now, sister? You see, I see that fierce and fiery look on solo mama faces every time at our single parenting classes, especially when we get to the section on co-parenting. It's like the whole room just gets lit. So today on It's a Single Mom Thing, we're going to take a chill pill as we discuss how you can co-parent and keep your cool. And yes, it is possible, girl. So before we get started, I'm going to address one housekeeping issue. From here on in, when speaking of your ex, we are going to refer to him as your child's dad, bringing the heat down on this conversation and showing a brother a little respect for the title he holds, even if you don't hold the place in your heart for him anymore. So as we move on, what do you think about when you see your child's father? The time he didn't come home all night? The ugly fighting and hushed voices? The grief over your ended relationship? Or all of the broken promises? Sometimes it's difficult to look at him and not feel all of the history you two have shared. He may not have done something to hurt you recently or intentionally, but you still remember the feelings of the hurt that can get your blood boiling. But what about your kiddos? Most likely, your children don't feel the same way you do when they see their father. Even if they have some negative emotions connected to their props, they still will look up to him, try to impress him, make excuses for his behavior, and want to receive his attention. He's their dad and hero, just as you are to them. Sometimes when kids don't feel validated or seen by a parent, they begin to favor and prefer that parent in an attempt to put their full-time focus on getting the attention they oh so crave. Remember, girl, they didn't ask to be put on the hot seat here. So listen, mama, it can be difficult when a child forgets all of their father's wrongdoing and you feel like he got off the hook. Like, how is that fair? Well, why should you have to share your child with someone who may not have been present or maybe who may not have contributed much of anything to the marriage or abandoned you during the hard stuff? Oh, girl, I hear it all the time, and I am not here to pick sides, but rather help pick up the pieces so you can co-parent and keep your cool. You see, that's the rule I want you to follow. You see, the end game with co-parenting is not that everything feels fair. The end game with co-parenting is a happy, healthy, loved child, first and foremost. It is about your kiddos, girl, and not you. Now, most situations, barring abuse, trauma, or violence, mind you, it's crucial for a child to have both parents in their lives. And if we're talking fair, it's not fair to your kiddos to have it any other way as they love you both. Now, having said that, here are some things to remember while you co-parent and why a little grace and forgiveness can put some things on ice. So here, we're going to look at four ways to co-parent with grace. Now, number one, 
Don't make your kids the monkey in the middle. This is not a game here, sister. Just as it is harmful and unhealthy to have arguments in front of your children, it is also detrimental to make the other parents sound bad. It may feel challenging to refrain from talking about their dad's bad choices and behaviors. <laughs> oh, let me count the ways to even the score, right? But remember, you are not in a competition and their dad may have some things to say about you. So don't toss the ball starting that kind of game with your kids caught in the middle. Instead, be the line leader. Show your kiddos how to be the bigger person. For example, pray for their father. Now, I know that seems uncomfortable and really unreasonable, and trust me, it was for me too, until God really pressed upon my heart that both my son and I should really be praying for their father. Two years later, he got saved. And what's great about that is now today, not only do we speak the same language, but we keep things on cool. You know what I mean? You can also do things like don't share your gritty relationship details with your kids as it doesn't relate to them. Try not to get upset when your child praises their father and create an open environment where your child isn't afraid to talk about their dad. You see, giving grace, even if you don't feel it, to someone who needs it is a great way to model to your children forgiveness. And can't we all use a little forgiveness? I mean, am I right? Now, number two, make transitions peaceful. Your kids hate the handoff too, sister. Okay, so this is the sticky part of the podcast. The transition moment is where you have to see their dad and hand your child over to him for a while. It can be difficult, hard to let go, and hard not to say anything out of bounds. Remember, girl, this is about your kiddos and not you. And they have a lot of anxiety that they experience with every handoff being bounced between the two homes like a ping pong ball. So here are some things to keep in mind so you can keep your cool, girl. First of all, here's the things you should do. Talk with your child about any concerns they may have. Help them pack and make it easy breezy. No guilt trips, no jabbing at the other parent, no last minute putting doubt in their head about their dad's intentions, i.e. like telling your child his father must be doing bleep 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 to get back at you. Get a grip and be relaxed when they come back to you. You'll want to know about their time away from you, but girl, and I'm going to tempt you here, resist the 20 questions or trying to get all of the information right away. Now, you shouldn't send your child with a message from you to their dad. Again, you don't want to put your child in the middle. You shouldn't ask your child to spy on their dad and report back to you. Now, that should go without saying, ladies. You shouldn't beg your child to stay home with you in some kind of codependent manner. And lastly, don't talk negatively about their dad's house, apartment, car, job, or his new girlfriend. We are going for grace here, girl, not disgrace. So here's what you can do. Speak life into resentment. Speak life into the pain. Speak life into each other. The relationship between you and their dad may have died, but new life can spring forth in this season for everyone. And here's what we're going to focus on. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Number three, 
having a keeping it cool consistency contract. There are rental contracts and job contracts. These contracts are constructed so that everything is documented, agreed upon, and signed by all parties involved. Thus, one party cannot claim they were unaware of the pricing or did not know the terms of the agreement, right? Well, this type of contract works with co-parenting as well, as long as you all understand the agreed-upon rules and agree to keep everything cool. When you and their dad make a co-parenting contract, you both agree to the terms. It can help smooth out your child's transitions from house to house, assuming that you both stick to it. A contract may also keep you from getting your child back with lack of sleep, manners, and discipline. This contract, parents, is more for your kiddo's peace of mind than your own. It's about setting them up for success as they succeeded to the terms of the engagement they didn't ask for. Now, some things that you can include in the co-parenting contract might be things like, let's say, screen limit times on their phone, bedtimes and curfew, what are the rules on homework, types of purchase to be made. Examples like, let's say, at both houses, our children will say please and thank you. That should be without saying. At both houses, they go to bed at 9 p.m. At both houses, they will help with X, Y, and Z chores. At neither house should they jump on the furniture, paint the dog, or be left at home alone to cook dinner. Okay, (laughs) that was a little out there, but you get my point. At neither house should they watch anything rated R or PG-13 without getting both parents' approval. You see, these things will go a lot smoother if there isn't a massive adjustment each time your child comes or goes between the two countries, so to speak. Number four, communication, communication, communication. Did you get that? Now let's pretend for a second that your nine-year-old Riley, whether it's a son or a daughter, has been asking for an iPhone for a while. And when I say asking, I mean begging, pleading, and negotiating, because you know all of Riley's friends have one, you know there, Mama. But you have told Riley several times that they are too young, or he or she is too young, and that they need to wait until they're older. So let's say Riley comes back after a weekend with his pops. And Riley now all of a sudden has an iPhone. Not only does Riley have an iPhone, but Riley's iPhone also has no parental restrictions. You're like, not on my watch. So sisters, how could this miscommunication been prevented? If you and their dad had discussed and agreed upon Riley not getting a phone, this might not have been an issue. The phone issue is one small example of why communication and a contract is essential. Now, here are a few others. Making sure holidays are agreed upon and planned out. No surprises here. You don't want that kind of holiday, sister. Who's going to drop Riley off at school and who's going to do the afternoon pickup? Do both parties know and agree upon on the expenses and how they're going to be split? Is dating allowed? When is Riley's curfew? Can Riley dye her hair? Now, Riley, all of a sudden, is allergic to kiwi. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'm talking about getting communication down to the ridiculous. So both people should know all about how we are going to co-parent Riley. Now, listen, you can't plan for all situations, but try to communicate about the important stuff ahead of time before critical and frustrating issues arise and lead to a fired up conversation. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be their dad's best friend. There is no need to overdo it with fake smiles and laughter. 
You know your kiddos can usually sniff that stuff out a mile away. Now look, no doubt he's not your favorite person, but even hard-to-like people need grace. God certainly gave it to you. Come on, girl. How many times have you been forgiven? How many times was someone kind to you when you really didn't deserve it? We show others grace because God first showed us grace, even when it is challenging or not fair or even if they don't deserve it. If it were easy, fair or deserved, it wouldn't be grace. Grace is the free gift of love and mercy given to us by God because God desires us to have it and we certainly did not earn it. So before we go, I want to remind you, sisters, that you are not alone. I am in this solo season with you. So having said that, I've included in the episode description a few resource links for you to access at any time of day that you need it. Now, I would start and strongly encourage you to visit Shepherd's Village University, which is a free online learning center focused on equipping and strengthening you. It is a self-paced course and you can start and stop it at any time of day. Also included are links to a co-parenting contract that is downloadable and an online journal that is password protected by Penzo. And lastly, if you ever need prayer, please do know, girl, that we do care. Call 855-822-PRAY at any time of day. We will be there for you. Come back next week as we discuss some unwanted advice that you may not want, but you know me, I'm going to give it anyways. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.